You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, June 23rd. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, Baseball FYI, or the recently launched Just Baseball or my more pop culture entertainment slant of things at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, Film Credit, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But most importantly of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, guys, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, only if you feel so inclined, hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them and interact with you guys, and maybe even answer your questions here on the the show for a while now i've been doing that if you send the five-star review on apple podcasts uh that in the review description if you put a question it's guaranteed to be on the show uh, i kind of stopped doing that because i'm gonna do a more tr- actual mailbag i'm gonna do a mailbag call maybe for next week maybe for next week a little bit closer to the all-star break i think is actually gonna be uh the perfect time uh for us to do kind of a big catch-up on all of your guys's questions so keep them in mind have them in your system keep them all stored up in those noggins and those big brains of yours and then get ready to send them over but for now ladies and gentlemen today's episode is brought to you by spotify green room download the app and join me this week i don't know which day but I'm probably going to do a little combined locker room with Millard Thomas of Locked On Dimebacks. I was thinking of doing it for tonight's game, but I actually have some work that I have to do, and I want to make sure that I don't get too distracted, I guess, uh, beforehand and what have you. And during the game, I like to get some of that mindless, monotonous work done while I watch the game every now and then. So, uh, But be sure to catch me anyways, guys. Spotify, Green Room, changing the way we talk, not just sports, but everything. Be sure to follow me on there at Javier Reyes. Um, and for today's episode, guys, we're going to be recapping last night's victory arguably surprising victory over the pesky Los Angeles Dodgers. Going to be doing that pretty quickly. I have a couple big takeaways, but uh, nothing too crazy. And then finally, I mean, I, I this is my fault, guys. Look, I get caught up every now and then. I have Handy McCullough on the show. I have a bunch of doing a bunch of crossovers and a bunch of news breaks, right? But uh, finally doing my personal picks for the All-Star game. Uh, filling out my All-Star ballot live. Like, as I'm recording this, I will be filling it out on my phone. Really crazy stuff, right? I'm really excited for that. And then going to be talking about just which Padres I think deserve to make it and trying to be as objective as possible. That's my goal. Look, you guys can be the ones that vote in every Padre. I'm fine with that. Do your thing. But uh, honestly, that's uh, not my thing. Not my thing. But guys, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about the first thing before we get to all-star stuff because I got a lot of takes. Uh, let's talk about last night's game. The Padres defeat the LA Dodgers by a score of 3-2. to two. And Blake Snell was a starting pitcher. That's right. The guy who turned me into the Joker last week sent me into a tailspin. And don't get me wrong, the Joker is, it's still lurking in there, guys. It still can come out at any moment because Blake Snell's been giantly disappointed. He's been kind of driving me insane. I know he's been so bad that you kind of expect some positive regression uh, to the mean, but even still, it's been a little bit frustrating. But so in this game, he did not bring out the Joker in me. He goes five innings, giving up no runs, four hits on the night. Walking three, not great. I wish that the control was a little bit better. His whip is sitting at 1.55 on the season and striking out five. 99 pitches, certainly a high pitch count for him. 
Biggest takeaway from this is last week he gets absolutely clobbered, as you guys know, by the Colorado Rockies, giving up seven runs on nine hits. Granted, it was at Coors Field, but I still I don't care. That's still really, really atrocious. Um, biggest takeaway from this game. Um, I talked about it before, not to look too much into the necessarily the try to guess how someone feels and if they're weak mentally and all that stuff. That's a little bit too much projecting, too being a little bit too presumptuous uh, for my taste. But what I did like is if it is true that Blake Snell gets rattled, he has a moment in this game when Clayton Kershaw reaches Clayton Kershaw. The other team's pitcher. You might have heard of him before. Uh, he reaches on an infield single because he gets to the bag a little bit late, Snell, and it's just a, a little routine play that the Padres don't, uh, they aren't aggressive on, and Snell drops the ball a little bit at first base, doesn't manage to get Kershaw out. You would think, you know, you had that one situation a couple weeks ago when he um, issues that balk and then kind of gives up that big hit to Jacob deGrom. In this situation, we end up with bases loaded with Albert Pujols, or not bases loaded. Okay, I'm just checking right now. I guess that there was some error on my broadcast that it made it look like it was bases loaded. But uh, first and second, his pitch count is really up there. Um, Jace Tingler comes out to visit for the mound. The whole team is looking around, and he stays in the game despite having a high pitch count and gets the huge strike on Albert Pujols. You might be thinking, oh, Albert Pujols, whatever. He's not what he used to be. But still, he's been crushing lefties this year. I was very nervous, but I love to see. That's the biggest takeaway. He stays in the game, doesn't get rattled or whatever, stays in the game, finishes out that inning. That was huge for his confidence, I think. And it was really helpful for the team because you don't want to give up uh, runs in that situation. That's That would have been really unfortunate because the Pirates didn't score a lot in this game. They scored three runs, one off of a Jake Cronenworth home run. He has three homers in his last four games. And I've said before, Jake Cronenworth is just kind of a hitter's hitter, not necessarily a superpower type of guy. So maybe this is just a hot streak. Maybe it's the sign of something more because, in fact, I mean, in fairness, it's not like we've seen uh, all of Jay Cronenworth that he has to offer. I think it's possible that this is his ceiling as a Major League Baseball player with a couple seasons where maybe he bets 300 one year. But this kind of player, I feel like, could be his peak. But even still, uh, nice power numbers from Jay Cronenworth. Love to see it. Two-run jack from him and then a solo shot from Hassan Kim who pinch hits on the night after leaving yesterday's game. The day before, I should say. So two days ago. Uh, leaving the game kind of uh, with a sprained finger, kind of messing up his finger on a ground ball. Despite that, he still made that play, by the way, which is insane. Hassan Kim hits a home run. He's been playing a lot better, guys. He's looking like he's looking like a prospect. Meaning a guy that, you know, it's, this isn't like Wander Franco. Not everybody can Wander Franco it and just immediately come into the league and hit a home run their first at bat. But just in the sense that coming from over from the KBO, they say it's about double A sort of uh, competition. That's the translation and whatnot. And he has to catch up on some of the speed. So early days of the season, you're saying, well, he's kind of just developing. You know, he is. I, you kind of should view him as a prospect. And you could argue he should have some time in the minors. But obviously the Pirates didn't get him for that. He's been amazing as a defender. He zips the ball the first base. Like, it's nothing. Great range. All that stuff. So he's been good there. That's probably why he's been kept in the lineup because, you know, Tatis hasn't been so great as a defender. So uh, Kim and Machado have really been that side of the infield, the best guys there. Um but yeah, love to see it for Kim. I loved his quote uh, the other day when he was saying Manny Machado is like a big brother to him, always encouraging him, making him laugh at everything. I love that. I love seeing that chemistry and stuff. It's so adorable uh, in a lot of ways, and it's helpful for the team. I like that this team genuinely seems to like each other. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's possible there's some beef in the clubhouse. It's possible. That's the case for every clubhouse in all of sports, but it certainly is not showing. This ain't no L.A. Clippers. When Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan clearly had a little, they didn't hate each other, but uh, this is not one of those type of locker room situations. This is not, say, 
the Red Sox when Bobby Valentine was the manager. This is not uh, one of those teams. You know, this is not one of those teams that has locker room issues, at least on the surface level. And I love to see it. Um, and also, just for the record, Clayton Kershaw also wasn't that bad today. I actually thought he looked pretty good. He basically just makes two big mistakes. One to Hassan Kim. And actually, I wouldn't even call the pitch to Hassan Kim a mistake. Jake Cronworth, he laid his head down there. He knew it right after he threw the pitch that Jake just took that thing yard. Um, good hitting by Jake, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't the best pitch in the world. But to the Hassan Kim... Kim, it was a little bit low. Uh, he just kind of scooped that one out of the ballpark. So, shots to Hassan Kim and Clayton Kershaw this, in this game gives up three earned runs on four hits, walking two, striking out seven. Still a very good pitcher, obviously. Uh, but the Padres get it done. The Shark gets the save. Thank God for that Hassan Kim solo home run because he did give up one to Austin Barnes in that top of the ninth inning. But you love to see it. Blake Snell didn't turn me into the Joker. And the offense did enough to win the game. And today we go for the sweep, guys. How about that? And how about Spotify Greenroom? Guys, you might have heard of it. It's a really, really great app. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans and talk fans and whatever. It's free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Lockdown Padres once a week. Yes, that's right. You can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Spotify Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league, watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, whatever. I know I do a lot of watch parties and what have you all the time. Shout out my guy Anthony Burris, who I know listens to the podcast. Uh, he always hangs out at one of those things, and it's a lot of fun. We got to do a crazy one last week. It went for like an hour. It was so much fun. Um, be sure to follow me on there at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, and you'll be notified when my room my room goes live. Join the MLB group on there so you can see maybe some other lockdown rooms that are on there. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Probably going to do it for one of these D-backs games, either Friday or Saturday. Uh, not sure which one, but one of those we will certainly be doing a room. Just because uh, Thursday, guys... I got uh, I got Fast and Furious. Sorry, I'm seeing Fast and Furious 9. I'm so excited. So I think I'm going to miss the, the beginning of that game. So anyway, guys, remember, follow me on their Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. And also, guys, you know, Spotify Green Room is really easy, but you know what's not easy? Investing. It can be very complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront is going to make that easier for you. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control, and they can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee, and best of all, it is automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first 5000 managed for free, guys, for life, go to Wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about the game, how glorious of a win it was, and now finally... We are talking about all-star stuff. Which Padres deserve to make the all-star team? I'm going to have my picks for that, but first, I also just want to deliver a take. And just say, in general, guys, everyone gets caught up in their teams. This happens a lot, especially more in the NBA, where everybody's always saying, oh, they were snubbed. And don't get me wrong, it's fun to debate and just have conversations and have discourse. Don't get me wrong. I don't want it to be that we ever necessarily have some perfect all-star ballot because it is actually fun for us all to talk about, wow, remember when this guy didn't get it? He got snubbed. You know what I mean? This 
in general, oftentimes they're going to be snubs because there's so much talent in this damn league. It's Major League Baseball, guys. There's not necessarily a wrong answer for this unless, say, you put, I don't know, like Francisco Lindor this year. I love the guy, but unfortunately hasn't had a really great first half. I can understand still voting for him. I may or may not. If there wasn't Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, in this world and on the Padres, I may or may not have stuck a vote in him right there anyway. I just love him so much, guys. Puerto Rican power. But, you know, I just think that especially, by the way, at shortstop, by the way, just a crazy deep position. Um, I just think that it's, it's you're always going to have those things that uh, go past people, right? And it's fine if you have guys from other teams who are just a little bit better. That doesn't make them an idiot. You don't have to just start reading off stats and what have you. Maybe they're using extra extenuating circumstances. Maybe they're looking at, you know, comeback seasons. Maybe they're looking at narrative stuff, which is what I like to take into account. So I just want to throw it out there. Guys, it should be hard to make the all-star team, right? It's like, this guy deserves to be... this. Is isn't the Oscars where like the Oscars routinely every year screw it up like I don't know what the hell they're doing over there but they always always mess up almost every year every now and then they get pissed picture right like Parasite Moonlight they have those type of wins right there and then they have dumb wins where it's like why why did Green Book win that movie felt like it was from 1986 like what are we doing that movie is just white savior stuff uh what are we doing um you know, Spider-Verse was right in front of you. <laughs> you could have just put that and just put that in the nominations. All right, I don't want to get too far into that, but it's not like the Oscars. There's actually a lot of people and usually they do not mess this up all that much. It's just, hey, it doesn't have to be an exact science, guys. It's fun to debate. But with that all being said, guys, let's get into my picks for Padres that deserve to be all-stars that I'm probably going to vote on here or at least I think are very, very, very close. Let's start with that before we get into my actual bout, right? So let us begin. The number one guy... Obviously, Fernando Tatis Jr. He leads all-star voting basically in every category right now. Not much to say. He leads all shortstops with an OPS over 1,000. Yes, the defense isn't great. I understand if you want to demote him a little bit for that. But he's just been outrageously good at the dip, at the plate, I should say. Just absolutely launching home runs. And the swagger, most ins- exciting player in all of baseball right now. It's probably him, Acuna, Shohei Otani, and then Vlad Jr., who are probably the super studs that have defined the season of baseball so far, at least in my opinion. He's been exceptional. And even amongst American League shortstops, he's better than all of them. So the only other guy that I think in theory could have made a clamoring for this spot was Francisco Lindor, but he hasn't had a good first start to the season. And also, you know, even this is one of those guys that even you Dodger fans out there, just vote for him. You know what I mean? You don't even have the Corey Seager excuse, who's very, very good. But Corey Seager hasn't played enough this year, right? So we don't want to, like, start doing that. Come on, Dodger fans, just do it. You know he deserves it. So that's an easy one, right? My next person that I believe should be making the All-Star team is Mark Melanson, the Shark. He closed out the games yesterday, and I know that you can't actually, I don't think you can vote for the pitchers, uh, believe it or not, at least right now, which is a little bit odd. I didn't realize that you couldn't vote for uh, pitchers. Don't worry, I'll be talking about that a little bit later, especially, but uh, Mark Melanson, especially when you consider that this is for one of the best teams in baseball, he's been so clutch. Big games against the Dodgers. Last night, yes, he does give up the home run, but he's had so many big games this year. And I know his strikeout stuff isn't all that impressive, but still, bottom line, man, I'm looking at the fact that he saved a lot of games. He's been doing it for a while. Very consistent closer in all of baseball. And I just love the guy. He's been absolutely phenomenal. The next person that I think should make the all-star team from the Padres for sure, Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove, yes, I know, we'll get to you, Darvish, in just a second, but Joe Musgrove, and here's the thing. I haven't necessarily seen him on a lot of ballots, and the reason why I'm voting him in... Aside from the fact that just his numbers alone speak for themselves, just the basic numbers, the fact that he's got an ERA, 
of 2.28 and a whip even lower than that guys at 0.85 he's not walking a lot of guys great control besides the fact that it's not just his curveball that hitters been have been struggling against but his slider has been his number one pitch and he's killing batters they're only batting 101 against it aside from all that Big breakout guy, and here's the narrative thing. He literally threw a no-hitter, and not just any no-hitter, but the only no-hitter in the history of the San Diego Padres. It was kind of a running joke. It was kind of a meme with him, and I think that he just deserves it for that. I know that there are pitchers that are probably better fundamentally. You obviously have your DeGroms. You have your Brandon Woodruffs. You have your Kevin Gosmans, you know? But I just think that there's something to be said for the fact that for one of the most exciting teams in baseball, he's lived up to it, and he's a San Diego native. I know that the All-Star game isn't in San Diego, so he doesn't get that bump at all that stuff. But I'm just saying I think that he's been exceptional. I know that there are other pitchers that I'd rather maybe you could take over him in the National League. I still just think that he should be on the All-Star team. I'm sorry. I haven't seen him all all over the place, but I think that he deserves it. Just come on. The no-hitter, man. The no-hitter alone was just the moment. Uh, arguably the most exciting moment of the Padres season. Actually, no. It was the most exciting moment of the Padres season so far. So, Joe Musgrove is on my ballot. And the other one that I do think deserves to be on there is you, Darvish. It's a little bit closer. And if I know this might sound crazy, but just if I could have one of those two guys as a pitcher that makes the All-Star team, I'd rather Musgrove for that no-hitter. But even still, you Darvish has been just as good. 2.5 ERA on the season, 0.92 whip. His strikeouts are awesome. He just made history in recording 1,500 strikeouts in under 200 games. First pitcher in MLB history. That's wild to think about. And that stat alone kind of means that he deserves a, a mention for sure. Uh, I know there's other guys you'd rather have. And also the fact that all the spin rate uh, kind of controversies and whatnot hasn't affected him. His spin, he's one of those guys that has had a little bit of sticky stuff every now and then, but he's awesome. And what I like about him the most, and granted this is narrative thing, and this is maybe a little bit more Homer, the no-hitter thing is just objectively awesome. I think every baseball fan could appreciate that for making history for your franchise but just for a homer type of thing every start against the Dodgers the big rivalry that has been prophesized in the preseason Darvish has come up huge against his former team for every single game um 20 innings total against the Dodgers across three starts has only allowed three runs combined in those three starts so he's been excellent coming up huge for the team and I think that he deserves a mention but like I said believe it or not that is my take Joe Musgrove, I think, deserves a little bit more for that no-hitter and giving us one of the great moments of the first half of the season. And then, believe it or not, guys, believe it or not, that's it for my sure-fire Padres that I think deserve to be in the All-Star game. I know what you're thinking. Trent Grisham, where's Trent Grisham? All these guys, I know. But we're going to talk about who else I think should be on my ballot. We're filling out my ballot. Uh, Obviously going to put the guys that I just mentioned, but we're going to talk about objectively who I think should make the all-star team for the National League. But first, guys, let me talk to you about the best tasting protein bars in the world. The best protein bars in general, guys. They are the Built Bars, of course. They have all these different flavors, limited time flavors, too. They have everything from peanut butter brownie to birthday cake to orange. They have all these flavors popping up all the time. They're kind of like the Ben and Jerry's of protein bars, guys. Always coming up with new flavors, covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. But best of all, of course is that they're healthy for you. They are protein bars, guys. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. 
Very, very cool. Go to BuiltBar.com, guys, and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And, guys, when it comes to betting, BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, they've got you covered with baseball and all the stuff that you need to see to be prepared for your betting stuff. But they also have... All the stuff for the NBA. You know, we have the playoffs going on, the NHL playoffs, or your UFC MMA action. They've got you covered. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use that promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now, guys, let's get into it. Let's go. This is it. I'm excited, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do my, my, my ballot. Hopefully, I don't get roasted for this, but let's start with first base in the National League. You know, you've got a bunch of guys in here. You've got Jesus Aguilar. You've got Pete Alonzo. You even, Josh Bell is even out here. Brandon Belt of the Giants, who's had an unexpectedly pretty amazing season. A guy that. People say his power just doesn't translate as well in that place in San Francisco, their ballpark, I should say. Uh, but to me, this one's kind of obvious. This one's kind of obvious. It's got to be Max Muncy, 942 OPS. He's batting 262. He's got the home run power. He's been great. I know, I know, I know. Hate voting for Dodgers players. But honestly, and, and honestly, you know what? Because I like him much more and because I don't want to vote for Dodgers, this is the only place where I'll be biased. I think it's okay to vote for Freddie Freeman. Now, Freddie Freeman hasn't had the best start. He's still got a decent OPS on the year, but he's been slow. And honestly, the Atlanta Braves haven't really been the story. So I want to vote for Freddie Freeman here, but I changed my mind, guys. I got to vote for Max Muncy. He's been incredible. I don't even think that there's any other really major kind of narrative things for why I'd vote for Freddie Freeman. Maybe last year I could have because of everything he went through and what have you, but I think you just got to go for Max Muncy. I think Freddie Freeman's better, but... I'm voting for Max Muncy just because, especially when you take into account all the injuries that team has had, Muncy has stepped up in a big, big way. So I'm going to have to go for Muncy there. And now for second base. Second base is an interesting one because it doesn't necessarily have, it's not the position that is the most depth. And this is where Jake Cronenworth gets into, uh, gets called into consideration. And don't get me wrong, guys, you Padres fans, go vote for all Padres. Do what you want. That's fine. I think that it's a little bit weird when you have those Kansas City Royal situations where like Alcides, Escobar, and guys that were not even playing well are in the All-Star game. But my response to that is get your teams to care. Get your fan bases to want to vote for their players. That's kind of your fault. If the Kansas City fans want to be super crazy and just absolutely flood the market why not who cares it's exciting and you know make it kind of a competition among fan bases show that the fan base power is no joke you know what i'm saying even if i mean come on some of those royals guys it was like a little bit much but even still uh in this one i think that ozzy albies is probably the front runner batting 257 he's got an 822 ops um i also like jazz chisholm of the marlins that's a really really fun one adam frazier of the pirates i do like adam frazier but it does seem a little bit fluky at least in my opinion but granted i wouldn't mind if he made it because those poor pittsburgh pirate fans just don't have anything to live for so if he made it onto the team i would not mind that not voting gavin lux here i know he's been doing better of late I know he's had some big hits for the team. Jonathan India, same thing. He's been doing a lot better. Great walk rate on him. We just faced him in the game. Had that huge home run on Thursday, actually, against us. That didn't end up mattering. And he thought he was slick, by the way. Mr. Jonathan India. 
doing his little Tatis track around third base, which I didn't mind. But then guess what happened? Y'all lost the game, so boom! How about them apples? Um, I always have a soft spot for Gene Segura, who's batting 332, three home runs, uh, 845 OPS. He's been very good, but he's missed some time. I have a soft spot for him because he had some personal tragedies in his life, and I always kind of root for him. That's just me. Uh, you guys can go look that up. But I am okay with Ozzy Albies here. Great defender, overall good player. But I also think Jake Cronenworth, who hasn't really who's not even all that high up in the voting, let's at least get his voting up. And do I think he deserves it? Yes, I do like his positional versatility. I do like that he's a really great defender. He's been awesome lately, but granted, only lately, you know, the home runs and three home runs in four games might inflate his value. But then again, I don't mind if you guys vote for him. Uh, I think he's been awesome, but I think there was more of a case to be made for him last year, just because last year it was truly out of nowhere, at least in my opinion. Uh, just absolutely out of nowhere guy that they got at the back end of that trade with the Tampa Bay Rays for Tommy Pham. Uh, I think that last year would have been a little bit more exciting seeing Cronenworth doing what he's doing there, having a true breakout, but really he's just kind of doing the same thing he's been doing last year, so I understand people don't vote for him, but... I think I'm going to because it's not like there's a giant discrepancy. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this is Max Muncy. Pretend Max Muncy played second base. Max Muncy versus Jake Cronenworth. I'm actually fine with voting for Cronenworth here. I think he's been really exciting, but it's not a definite. I don't think that he definitely deserves to be on there. And if he doesn't, not a snub whatsoever. Now, let's start uh, picking up a little bit. I've been talking a little bit too much. Let's get into probably the most exciting position in baseball right now. Third base. And honestly, guys, I know it's tough to say. I know it's tough. But I don't quite think that Manny Machado is on the all-star roster. Not to mention that Nolan Arenado, who I just think deserves a little bit of benefit because, yes, he's had a little bit of a slow start, a little bit of defensive miscues, but I think all that's going to get cleaned up. He deserves the benefit of that, considering his consistency over the last bunch of years. Some people might say cores. I say still he's going to be a great player. And then also you've got guys like Justin Turner, but eh, Justin Turner's not as good of a glove in my opinion. And Evan Longoria was really fun. If Evan Longoria stayed healthy and was continuing to do what he did, I you could make a case that he should be in this. But uh, to me, May Machado, I know guys, but a lot of his offensive production, I know the glove is great, a lot of it has come recently with the with the really hot stretch over the last two weeks. I like re- rewarding the total season. For me, this is easily Chris Bryant, a guy that people were giving up on to an extent. Everyone's saying, oh, he's just not what he's supposed to be. Mike Wilbon is going on PTI saying, ah, oh, he's just not the same anymore as he once was. And I'm looking at all these people saying, it was only 2020 that he was bad. That was it. That was it. And the Cubs have been a big story so far this year. So I think that he deserves to be voted as the starting third baseman. You guys can kill me in the comments if you want. But I really, that's just how I feel. Shortstop. Look, I love me some Puerto Rican power. But I already talked about this. And no, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. And it stinks because there's a lot of really great shortstops in the league. There's going to be a snub here. No matter what you do. Trey Turner. He could be considered a snub. But Tatis exists. So therefore, you got to vote for him, guys. Uh, And then at catcher. I don't, look, I would love to make the case for my Puerto Rican power friend, uh, Victor Caratini, but I just can't right now, guys. I mean, you're looking at what Buster Posey's doing. He's been one of the faces of the position in the NL for the last bunch of years, and it's kind of unexpected, too. I love it when older kind of players have that big resurgence season. It's just been really fun, and I know that JT Realmuto as a catcher is probably the better overall player, but as of this season, 973 OPS, guys. Come on, man. You got to vote for Buster Posey at catcher. And now we get into outfielders. Outfielders, Ronald Cunha Jr., you got to vote for one for him. 
I'm sorry, but you just have to, all right? So I got two more shots there. And it's a little bit weird. Nick Castellanos is probably a front runner there. He's been awesome and also been really just fun to watch. I mean, Nick Castellanos, with the, it started out or earlier the year when he had that moment where he flexed at home plate. Uh, for that reason alone, I kind of want to vote for him. And I'm going to. And also because the other day, um, one of the pitches, I forgot who it was against, and I don't feel like looking it up currently right now. But uh, he kind of did this long, delayed leg kick on his pitch. And then after Castellanos hit a double, he, like, imitated him at second base. I love it. My man wants to smoke with absolutely everyone right now. I'm cool with Nick Castellanos getting this vote. Been a basically just been a genuine MVP, and I love his swagger too on top of that. The Reds deserve some love for sure. And then the last spot, I want to give it to Trent Grisham. I really do. He's been a great defender. He's been a super swagtastic player. The Padres play so much better when he's in the lineup. He's clearly improved as a hitter, although I don't love his strikeout rate sometimes, and I do think he gets a little bit unlucky, and his swing is a little dorky, I know that. But he's been great. The slugging's great. I love all that stuff. But you look at some of the numbers. I'm sorry, guys. I just don't think you can do it. Although there is a case to be made that, say, Cattell Marte, who's batting 366 with a 415 on base this year, 552 slugging, basically a bounce-back guy in every sense of the word. It's the only thing that the Diamondbacks fans really have to live for. He only has played 36 games. So it's a little bit hard for this last spot. You could make a case that Mookie Betts deserves to be on here because he's Mookie Betts, and I know he hasn't had the greatest start in the world, but he's Mookie Betts, so I'm fine with voting for him, especially since he's had some good moments for the team too. Tyler O'Neill of the Cardinals has had a very good season for them. There's all sorts of guys all over the place. I'm just looking through the list right now. You know, Juan Soto, I mean, I'm fine with you guys voting for him, but in fairness, he hasn't been that excellent, and his defense could use a little bit of work, but he is also Juan Soto. He's super exciting to watch. I don't mind that. Chris Taylor is a little bit of a, of a of one that I unfortunately think is deserving to some degree, but I think he's more of an all-star reserve. Uh, but it is close. I mean, for me, it's between Cattell Marte and Jesse Winker, and I'm going to have to go for Jesse Winker just because he has played a few more games than Cattell Marte, but it's close. Look, I don't have any issue. Outfield is always the hardest one because there's the most amount of players that player pool to choose from, obviously. But I just love the breakout season that Jesse Winker has had. He's played 65 games as opposed to Cattell Marte's 36. Great. Like I said, I keep let me keep repeating this. There's going to be snubs. There's going to be snubs. But I just think you have to go Jesse Winker. So you might be surprised that I'm going Acuna, Castellanos, and Jesse Winker here. But I don't know. I just love the swag of Castellanos. He's been a borderline MVP. And Jesse Winker. Yeah, that's right. The Reds just happen to have two of the best outfielders in all of baseball. That's just what happens. And that is it for the outfield, and that's it for my all-star voting because I can't vote for pitchers, and there's no DH for the National League. For the record, it's obviously Shohei Otani who gets the DH start. Just throwing it out there. Obviously. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't even a question. I don't care about J.D. Martinez. No, it is Shohei friggin' Otani. If Shohei Otani does not have... Shohei Otani next to Fernando Tatis Jr. should have the most votes in all of the all-star voting. And I wouldn't, to a degree, just because he's literally Ruth and is doing two things we haven't ever seen before, I wouldn't even mind if he actually led the voting. I genuinely wouldn't, guys. That might sound blasphemous. Hopefully you guys don't kill me. But that is my all-star voting, and I feel pretty good about it. I don't know about you guys. I can't vote for pitchers, but I will say this. Like I said, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove. I think Musgrove, if I had to choose between just one Padres pitcher, I think he deserves to be in there more because of the aforementioned no-hitter. And then also, in terms of other ones, guys... 
I think it goes Jacob DeGrom and then Kevin Gosman if there was a second guy for the NL. I know you might say Brandon Woodruff, and I know that he's probably a better pitcher, but I'm looking into the fact that Kevin Gosman is having the ultimate career resurgence that basically came out of nowhere. We knew Brandon Woodruff was good, but Gosman, I don't remember the last time that a free agency pickup has gone this well for a team. I mean, maybe DJ LeMahieu, because they got him on the cheap, but even DJ LeMahieu had some success before. Kevin Gosman... Barely anything. He was a top prospect before, but now he's just a super stud. So I actually think behind Jacob deGrom that that's my last take among pitchers. He should be the second pitcher for the NL. But that's basically the last of my takes. I'm going to be doing a crossover with, with uh, Miller Thomas of Lockdown Dimebacks where we talk about our pitching selection specifically and go more in-depth there. I'm very curious to hear that. So I'm going to leave the pitchers talk at that. And that's basically it, guys. That's basically it. But before we wrap up, Today's episode, I want to talk to you about Locked On Today. How in the world did the Clippers let the Suds do that last night? Shout out DeAndre Ayton. Let's go. Uh, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast, guys. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Pete Bukowski does a great job with that. Just one final time, Max Muncy for first baseman, Jake Cronenworth I voted for second base, and as out of all my picks, he's the one that I 100% and am okay with uh, if he doesn't make the starters for the all-star team, because Ozzy Albies has just been a little bit better. I tried my best to make the case for Jake, but I think Albies has been a little bit better. Uh, Chris Bryant at third base, Fernando Tatis Jr. at shortstop, obviously, and then for my three outfielders, Ronald Acuna, Nick Castellanos, and Jesse Winker, and then Buster Posey at catcher. And then for Shohei Otari at DH, just as a little bit of a bonus, guys. And that basically is it. That's basically it. I hope you enjoyed this all-star uh, festivity. I can't wait to react to who ends up getting the starting nods and who ends up winning all these votes. Um, but again, I just have to emphasize, guys, don't be too upset if all the Padres don't make it. Unless, like, Tatis didn't make it. You know, all you Dodger fans out there, hey, hey, always do the right thing. That's it. That's it. There you go. That's all you have to say about that, guys. Um, last things that I want to say is in the link of the podcast description, I just recently wrote for Just Baseball about the trade targets that the Padres should go for. Going to probably talk about that sometime next week, but for now, you can read the article. I'm going to link it in the podcast description. I had a lot of fun writing it. There's going to be some surprises on there. I also wrote about some guys that I don't think the Padres should trade for and why. Uh, really exciting. Really exciting stuff. Go check that out. There's a bunch of articles in there, so follow that link in the description. Tomorrow, going to be talking with Arm. Layton of Lockdown Marlins and Lockdown MLB Prospects about two things. Tomorrow's episode, we're going to be recapping the last of this Dodgers game and then going to be talking with Arm about prospect stuff, Mackenzie Gore, Luis Campizano, whether or not there's any reason to be concerned. Arm also has a, a take on AJ Preller and some of the decisions he's made, and he also has a take on an underrated prospect that Padres fans should be looking out for that you probably haven't thought of at all. I was very surprised when he brought it up, so that's something to look forward to. And then on Friday, we're going to be doing a Just Baseball uh, website talk as well as uh, some other stuff. So it should be a lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. But with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Send me some five-star reviews in the Apple Podcasts app, guys. I would very much appreciate that. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.